cliches. We hate them, but they're like stereotypes. They came about for a reason. Uh, the cliche that I'm going to talk about in this episode is uh, the proof is in the pudding. Now, if you want to make chocolate pudding, you have to get all the right ingredients. You have to mix it together the right way. You have to let it sit for as long as necessary. And then you end up with chocolate pudding. If you want something else, don't get the ingredients for chocolate pudding and tell everybody in the kitchen that while you're putting rutabaga and beets in with flour and sugar that it's gonna come out as chocolate pudding because it's not. So lots of people have been asking me how in the world did I figure out that this was all trafficking, that these people were involved in this and that they were actually doing what I claim that they were doing? I have to tell them the proof is in the pudding. Now, there is an interrogation tactic that is legal if you do it correctly, but it's not really ethical. Uh, it's called entrapment. Uh, when I was being asked what exactly is entrapment, basically it's trying to catch the person in their own lie. Now, a while back, before I knew that Derek and his mom and Charles Piper and Stephen Staley had anything to do with trafficking or being a cult or any of that stuff, uh, I was simply fighting the battle that I saw in front of me. Now, the, all of those people, including Derek and Michelle and the Pipkins who are listening to this, are going to laugh and say, ha oh, ha, Mandy doesn't know everything. She just admitted it. I admit it all the time. I don't believe in predictions, fortune telling, psychic powers. I believe that knowledge is power. And in order to gain knowledge, you get it through research, you get it through observation, you get it through experience. It doesn't come all at once. And nobody, not one single person on the face of the earth knows everything. So no, I did not know that every single person who I know now is involved was involved then. I knew that Charles Pipkin was a trafficker. I knew he was a pedophile. I knew he was abusive. I knew he came from polygamy. I knew all of that about him. I knew that he was trying to sell his oldest living with him daughter at the time. That's what I knew. Now, I was helping Lindsay with her divorce with Derek. We knew that Derek had sexually abused his young daughter. And at that time, his daughter wasn't two yet. So at the age of one, and yes, I know that's really, really young. That's why it's so bad. Derek started sexually abusing his daughter. We have suspicions that he started before then, but we know that he started at age one. 
It is true that Derek was being a controlling jerk, but that's who Derek was, so it didn't raise any red flags. What did raise red flags was that Derek was attacking me, going after me, and not Lindsay, his (laughs) wife. We always found that really, really ridiculous. Now, it wasn't until I started looking around that I found out Derek had become Facebook friends with the Pipkins. Derek hated Goshen. I've told you this before. Derek didn't know the Pipkins as far as we were concerned, other than he knew stuff I had said and had informed us that he really, really didn't like these people and uh, that if he ever got in contact with them, he would punch them out and he would beat them up and he would do all this stuff. (laughs) I found out later that he was actually trading. He was handing his daughter over to Charles Pipkin for the pleasure of abusing Charles Pipkin's oldest daughter. So they were doing a quid pro quo trade um, while Derek was raging from the rafters to in front of us that he didn't want to have anything to do with these people. Yeah, he was trying to get into business with them and he was trying to keep us from finding that out. Anyway, I had posted because we had tried to contact the police and have them investigate Derek. We had tried to get the judge to have Derek be evaluated to see if he was good enough to be able to be left alone with his one-year-old daughter. I was trying to get law enforcement involved in this and get them to pay attention, and they wouldn't. So I put a post on Facebook saying this is a domestic violence situation that we can't get law enforcement to pay attention to. Now, that's actually not that weird. They throw all of these conferences and hold all of these movements and say, we're going to stop child abuse and stop domestic violence. But behind the scenes, the police don't want to have anything to do with it. The judges don't really care that it's happening. Why do you think that these high profile cases that end in murders and suicides and bombings and all of this stuff are front and center? for two seconds in the media and then as soon as nobody's paying attention to them nobody does anything it's because nobody wants to do anything so I put on Facebook that we found out that Derek was all of a sudden Facebook friends with people that we knew were traffickers and this was bad and they needed to um Pay attention to this. So if people were concerned about this, please call this police agency and say, you know, please do an investigation. Now, if you go back to that original post that I did, I did not mention any names other than Derek's and then the police that we were requesting you to call. Uh, But I did not say anything about who the Pipkins were. And I didn't, I hadn't at that time mentioned anything about where I lived. I said all of this in the very first podcast of the human trafficking series. I'm just reiterating because this has a lot to do with entrapment 
and how the proof is in the pudding, right? Uh, so all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get Rachel Pipkin blowing up on Facebook and telling that I hated her and that I was doing all of this bad stuff and all of the church members that I thought were good people, I had no reason to believe otherwise, were all getting on Facebook and supporting Rachel Pipkin in her lies and uh, found out in her trafficking as it's been going on that the local people of Goshen, Utah actually are supporting and assisting the traffickers. Again, why am I bringing all of this up? Because I've already said it. You've already heard it. Well, one, it's a reminder and it's a good reminder. But two, this starts answering questions of people saying, how in the world did you figure this out? And I have said the entire time, I have told these people that if they would stop talking, I wouldn't be finding anything out. Because like I said at the very beginning, I had no idea that Derek was in league with the Pipkins. How would I? I di didn't stalk him. Now, found out later, he was stalking me. I did not go around and follow the Pipkins and see what they were doing. I didn't care. I don't like them. Found out later, they were following me. They do care. They do apparently have an obsession with me. So if they had just left well enough alone, I wouldn't have figured anything out. They actually entrapped themselves. That's part of it. And I have to chuckle at that because of the irony that they're screaming that I outed them. Nah, they outed themselves. I just helped them out. If they're going to show me who they are, then I'm going to let everybody else know. So when you are looking at what has been happening since the last raid, we have been getting more and more information. Now, I'm going to share that information with you, but the way that I'm going to share it with you is I'm going to tell you what they have done and what they have said and what actually should have been done and should have been said. And this way, when you are sitting in a situation and you have somebody talking and your spidey sense goes, wait, wait a second, that sounds weird. Uh, you can look at it and say, am I watching rutabaga being turned into chocolate pudding, or am I actually watching chocolate being turned into chocolate pudding, right? So we found out a whole bunch of information. Uh, we have been very busy trying to find, and I'm going to say her first name just so that you know who I am talking about. You know, um, if you go up on my Common Sense Therapy page, I have a picture of her uh, this is who they have kidnapped, and this is who we are trying to get back before they actually sell her. Her name is Piper. She is three years old, and we have not seen her since they kidnapped her. It's been a week. We are very afraid for her safety, and we are trying very, very hard to get keep her from being sold into human slavery. So the morning of the raid, which was last Wednesday, the two police officers, the man and the woman that I put their pictures on my Common Sense Therapy page so that you can identify them, 
they went to my son-in-law's grandma's house early in the morning, knocked on her door, and started questioning her about my daughter and where she worked, my other daughter and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend had, we've had snow here and he got caught in the snow and he wrecked his car, but it was a single car crash. So it actually wasn't reported. Um, you, you don't have to report a car crash to the police if you ran into a curb or something. You just have to contact your insurance company. So there was no record of his car crash. And why in the world would police know who my daughter is dating? And why does that have any bearing at all in a custody divorce case. It doesn't. So after interrogating my son-in-law's grandma in a nearby town where none of this has taken place, uh, Lindsay has never lived in that place, Derek has never lived in that place, and Piper has never lived in that place. So why did the Utah County Sheriff's Office decide that it warranted going and harassing an old lady in a, in a city where none of this matters? Hmm. What should have happened was not that. that. That isn't even legal on any front. Now, after they interrogated this poor woman for no reason and worried her. They informed her that she was not allowed to call up her grandson and tell him that they had been there. Now, that's what's called a gag order, and it can only happen in a court case where the judge orders it, and it can only contain information relevant to the case. No policeman has any authority to go around to a private citizen, interrogate them, and then tell them, you have no right to talk to anybody about this. So when you say, how do you know what they did was illegal? Well, there's the start. Because there isn't a single thing that they did in that interrogation of that old woman that has nothing to do with this case <laughs> that is legal. Now, she told them that her grandson, my son-in-law, was at a very special training and please don't bother him. An hour later, they showed up at my son-in-law's very special training in a completely different county. So violating his rights to due process, um, his rights to not being harassed by the police, and they started interrogating him and telling him, we know you're just trying to be good and you're newly married and that you just want to support your wife. Um, we This is not legal at all. And then they told him again, you are not allowed to call anybody and tell anybody about this meeting. Once again, they are not allowed to go around and violate people's rights at their jobs 
supposedly getting them fired if his boss hadn't been so compassionate and understanding, he would have been fired. And it would have been really, really bad. So uh, they don't have any more right to do a gag order on somebody in another county than they do in uh, old lady. So we have two gag orders going now. Then they approached my daughter at my house on her way heading to work and knew her by first name. Now, when they showed up, they did not uh, introduce themselves. They did not show any paperwork. They did not show anything that gave them the right to do any of this. One of the reasons they didn't show it is because they didn't have it. Now, that's a problem. When I asked them uh, if they had an arrest warrant, I said, where's the arrest warrant that gives you the right to do all of this? The one guy looked at me and said, oh, we have it. Now, they showed up in unmarked vehicles, uh, in not wearing their uniforms, and not identifying who they were. We got no information on them other than what we recorded on our phones. That is all illegal. They are not allowed to do that. They also forced, pushed, bullied their way into our house. They were not allowed to do that either. They actually were supposed to ask permission to enter the house, and if I didn't give it, then they couldn't come in. Now, they handed me a writ and claimed that that writ gave them the right to break down my door, uh, arrest my daughter, and kidnap my granddaughter. They claimed that it gave them all of that right. Well, interestingly enough, that writ was not actually physically signed by the judge. And we also found out that a writ cannot be served if it doesn't have the name of the police that are supposed to be serving it. So what that means is you can't just print out a writ from some other city and county in the state you live in and go around trying to serve it wherever you want. The writ is supposed to have the specific names of the people who can actually serve it. This writ didn't have the names of any of those six policemen who were in our house at that time, nor did it have the four who had been in our house and illegally raided our house at the beginning of September, who were claiming that they were simply following through and serving the writ. So it had zero police names on it, and it also did not have the actual signature of the judge. You don't need a law degree to know that when a cop breaks into your house, hands you a form, and you ask him what right he has to be there, and he says, oh, we have the paperwork at our disposal, and you say, can I see it? And they tell you you're being uncooperative, that that's illegal. So when you are in your own circumstance, if you have a cop for any reason showing up on your front doorstep 
and claiming that you don't have the right to an attorney, the right to free speech, the right to worship as you want, or the right to bear arms, that they aren't following the little laws because they aren't following the bigger ones. So all you actually have to do is call up the other police. Now, why didn't we? Because all of the police departments around us are corrupt. So we really didn't have that recourse at that time. That doesn't mean that we haven't been doing what we need to do and we aren't going after them. Trust me, I will explain all of that in just a second. But this is what you can do. When you have these big police showing up claiming that you have no rights and they can do whatever they want, it's actually the other way around. I actually had Charles Piper tell me that in my lovely uh, church uh, kangaroo trial that they held for me, where he basically said that I had zero rights and he had all the rights. I'm like, actually, no, it's the other way around. You're the one who has to keep the confidentiality. I'm the one who actually gets to bring in people and gets to represent myself and gets to tell you evidence and gets to do all this stuff. And I told you before, as a lawyer, he should have known that, but he did. And didn't care. So whenever you have people who are attacking you and claiming that it's your fault and you don't have the right to defend yourself, that is a huge sign that you're getting rutabaga and not chocolate. All right, back before the first raid, when we got Piper put into protective custody, we actually did it through DCFS. We have never broken the law with any of this, which is why everything that they are doing is it's going to bury them because they cannot claim that any of what we have done is illegal in all of their threatening, stalking, harassing, uh, falsely arresting, uh, kidnapping. We haven't done any of that. So... We went through DCFS and got permission to put Lindsay and Piper into protective care while we tried to work out the situation. So the big point that I kept making was that there was no DCFS worker, caseworker, social worker, or gal, which is a guardian ad litem, that came to help the police pick up Piper to take her into this custody that they claimed Derek has sole custody with. He doesn't. Um, actually, this case is still, because the divorce is not finalized, because the um, there is no divorce. This is not a permanent custody situation. It is still in temporary custody status. The divorce has to be finalized in order for this to ever go to permanent custody. So Derek actually does not have permanent full soul custody of his daughter. He's just claiming he does because he does that. He just want he claims whatever he wants to claim and, and then says it's legal. So when we were trying to find Piper after 
the cops kidnapped her, the first thing that we did was we called up the Utah County Sheriff's Office and said, we don't believe that these officers work for you. And they said, no, they do. Oh, that's not good. That should not be what had come out of their mouth because it would have been better had they not been legitimate police. These legitimate police with the backing of the Utah County Sheriff's Department took, kidnapped our Piper and they know that she is being trafficked. So they told us that Piper was in protective or DCFS, that she was with DCFS. Uh, we had just called DCFS before that and asked where she was because when they arrested Lindsay, they did not tell her what they were doing with her daughter. They did not give her any information whatsoever. They basically completely stripped her of all of her rights as a mother to a child without any hearing or legal document that gave them the right to do so. Now, that is a big, big no-no. Do you know what it takes to strip a parent of their rights? If they don't agree to it, it takes so much evidence and so much time that it's usually not worth it. So to have it be done in like five minutes because with zero evidence and claim it's through a custodial interference charge that never went to court and Lindsay was never served. Oh, that's the other thing, a tangent. Uh, these fake arrest warrants were put on record for hearings that Lindsay had missed that she had never been notified were happening. She was never served. So the court technically should not have held these hearings. Now, my guess is that the police just fabricated the, oh yeah, we let her know and she didn't want to come. So the judge looked at the paperwork and didn't bother to see if it was legal or not and then just held the hearing and said, sure, you can have an arrest warrant because she didn't show up. All right. Lindsay was never served. That is another point. If you are never served with papers saying you have to be to court and you don't show up to court, you're not the one who broke the law. They have to let you know that it's happening. They can't just hold it and you have to have the psychic ability to know that somewhere in some place they're holding a hearing uh, trying to charge you with some kind of crime and you need to somehow show up right? That's not how that works. Okay, again, look at the pudding. What pudding is being made here? Okay, so we called up DCFS and asked them for information on Piper. Said, we're really worried. She's missing. We don't know anything about her. Uh, we would like to do a wellness check. We would like for you to check in on her dad and see uh, if she's okay. We haven't seen her. Her mom hasn't seen her. We don't know anything about her. And DCFS said, we don't know anything about this. 
Oh. So we called Utah County Sheriff back up and said, DCFS doesn't know what you're talking about. How are they in, how is Piper in DCFS care if they don't know what you're talking about? And all of a sudden, the deputy said, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a civil matter. This is a civil matter. No, it's not. This is a custody matter. It, it, it can't be changed from a custody matter to a civil matter just because you're lying. That's not how that works. The police don't get to change the law to cover for their illegal actions. This is a huge, huge red flag. If you have the police unable to keep their story straight and they keep changing the information on you, they're the ones breaking the law, not you. How does this help you figure out or how did I use this information to figure out who's involved in all of this? Well, every single time I talk to any one of these people involved in the trafficking and the cult, anytime I ask a question that they don't want to answer, I get told it's all of a sudden a civil matter. So when I called up the Vernal Police Department to file a complaint against Derek, um, I was saying that he was doing criminal activity and Andy Meinrod told me, uh, Detective Meinrod, told me that he couldn't do anything unless it became a civil matter. It had to be a civil matter for him to look at it. So I had all of this information that made it a civil matter. And I gave it to him. And he said, oh, well, I'll get back to you. Mm, ghosted. All right. Well, all right. You could say, Mandy, that's a cop saying, I don't have criminal jurisdiction over this. Yes, he does. But uh, when I went into my lovely meeting with Charles Piper and Beth asked, why is this happening? There is no proof that Mandy has done anything wrong with the church. Charles Piper looked right at me and Beth and said, well, actually, this is a civil matter. Okay. So when you've heard it every single time you ask for clarification, then you start figuring out that they are like the telemarketers. This is the script you follow. If they ask this question, you tell them this. Because if it's a civil matter, you can't take it to the police. You can't say, I want to file a civil suit. The police will not investigate a civil matter. They will only investigate a criminal matter. In order for a civil matter to be resolved, you actually have to sue them uh, for civil situations. So this is why they keep claiming it's a civil matter because that keeps the police from being involved <laughs> legally. They will be involved illegally all that they want, but this keeps them from being involved legally. Okay, so after we talked to DCFS and the Utah County Sheriff's Office, we called up the Vernal Police Department and asked them to do a wellness check. And to say, we have a missing person here who is a minor, and we would like a wellness check to make sure that she is okay. We haven't heard from or seen her for almost a week now. Please do a wellness check. 
I don't know if you know anything about wellness checks, but anybody can call up any police department and request a wellness check. It's how we kind of do our legal civil duty for our neighbor. If we haven't heard from old Grandma Murphy down the street for a few days, and we usually see her come out to get her mail and we haven't and we're worried that maybe she fell we're not allowed to break and enter what we do is we call up and request a wellness check and the cops go and they knock on the door and they say we're just doing a wellness check ma'am we're just seeing if you're dead on the floor or if you're okay so it doesn't require a court order or actually anything but a citizen requesting a wellness check and the cops will go and make sure those people are okay. So we called up the Vernal Police and said, we have this child who is missing and we are requesting a wellness check. Now, the, there are three things that we were told by the Vernal Police Department. The first thing that we were told is that they are only mildly involved in this. Vernal is a very small town in nowhere, Utah. Being only mildly involved in anything in a small town is impossible. Everybody knows everything. The other thing is that Lindsay had just been uh, illegally moved to the Duchesne County Jail so that she could be put in front of a judge in Vernal. Uh, I will tell you about that in just a second. And so they knew everything about this. They were not mildly involved. They were heavily involved. They also claimed that they had no record of Derek's address at all. Okay, Derek works for the Uinta County Sheriff's Department, which Vernal happens to be a part of. So they would have his address because he works for them. He also, the Vernal Police, they are part of the Uinta County. Uh, they are law enforcement. So they have a lot to do with the Uinta County Sheriff's Department. They work hand in hand all the time. Also, Lindsay and I both filed complaints with the Vernal Police Department when this all started against Derek, and we had to give his address in order to file the complaint against him. And Derek filed a police report to have me, Piper, and Lindsay arrested at church and had to give them his address in order to do it. So you're right. They didn't have his address. They don't know where he lives or who he is, right? The other thing that the police told us in Vernal was that they had a court order that stated that Derek had full custody, so they couldn't do a wellness check. It was against the law for them to do a wellness check. Uh, again, for Derek because of this court order. Like I said, it's a temporary custody issue, not a court order. They shouldn't have it in their system because it wasn't filed anywhere else. The Vernal police were also not labeled on the writ. And 
It's a wellness check. There is no court order that states you can't do a wellness check if called in by a concerned citizen. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, my pudding is starting to smell like raw sewage. I don't want to eat it. It's disgusting. And these people who claim that it is all me and that I am the problem and I'm just mad and I just want my own way and and I don't have the right to uh, say anything bad against anybody, uh, even though they're slandering and defaming me, uh, that they have never done anything wrong or bad in their life and there's no way they could be traffickers, then why is this happening like this? Because when we called up DCFS and we got an actual DCFS worker on the phone and explained the situation to her without us saying anything, she said, this sounds like a domestic violence situation. And I will tread lightly because I don't want to get the mom and the daughter hurt. Oh, so you do know what domestic violence looks like. And you do know that it is illegal. And you do know that it is dangerous. Well, that's good. So she's been doing an investigation. Now, what we have is that uh, the cops, the reason they could not bring any caseworker, social worker, DCFS worker, or gal to the illegal raid to help them kidnap Piper is because we have been using DCFS. And so if they tried to get DCFS there, they had no legal paperwork to have DCFS show up with them and take that child That is so important. I'm going to repeat it. They had no legal paperwork to have the Department of Children and Family Services show up with them to take that child. That screams that they kidnapped that child. It screams it from the rafters. They kidnapped Piper. They refuse to declare her a missing person. They refuse to do an Amber Alert. They refuse to even do a wellness check. And we know that she is not in the DCFS system for Salt Lake or Provo in Utah. I have talked about sexual abuse before, and I have said that in our training, we have signs. We know what we're looking for. We're trained to see when it's sexual abuse and when it isn't. Well, trafficking is the same way. As trafficking has become more prominent and more widespread, people are being trained in recognizing what trafficking actually looks like, what it looks like, what it feels like, how it's done. And so when I have these traffickers saying, we're not traffickers, how are you getting that? Well, look at all of the signs. They are all there. They check all the boxes, every single one of them. And so that is, (laughs) you know, the other big red flag is that they can't give any evidence that they're not traffickers other than, hey, we're not traffickers. Now, here's the 
other thing that I'm going to put out there, and you see if this doesn't prick your spidey sense, as soon as they finally got Piper, they went dark on social media. Now, if you have been following any of this, anytime Allie or I have posted anything on social media, they are all over us. They are t ripping us up one side and down the other. You are stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. We are going to sue you. We're going to ruin you. You're in trouble now, you know. And when they make one little move forward, they are crowing like it's a victory dance. Oh, look, we finally put the narcissist fake therapist who isn't licensed in her place. Ha ha. Look, Mandy, we're winning. Okay, well, don't you think that getting Piper would be the biggest win in their box? I think so, because that's what they have been trying to do for over a year now is to get Piper to sell her. She is premium on the sex trade market. She ticks everything that so many preferential pedophiles want. Now, I am sorry to have to put my granddaughter in that class, but that is the truth of it. So when they kidnap her illegally take her with the cops and we can't find her, they should be screaming, we won. They went dark. There isn't, they have not commented on one of our posts. They have not said one thing on their profiles. They are not speaking. They are trying to hide because they got what they wanted. So they're hoping that if they don't show up, we won't be able to find them. And if they don't show up, we will forget about it. Like I said, these very high profile cases are in the news for two seconds. And then as soon as something else comes along, our attention span goes, look, squirrel. So that's what they're hoping for. <laughs> Once again, they forgot who their audience is. They don't pay attention. I am not going to let up and we do no, we are narrowing down where they are. We, because here's the thing, these traffickers that want to claim they are not in the trafficking business, uh, I have people from the National Anti-Trafficking Organization working with me because guess what? They know too that these are traffickers. I am not making this up. I haven't been making this up. They tick all the boxes. They show all the signs. They do all the things that traffickers do. So if you want to start looking, uh, they do put up a checklist and they say, you know, that... Uh, Jeff Foxworthy, who did You Might Be a Redneck If, well, this is You Might Be a Trafficker If, right? So if you go and you start looking at those signs, and they're weird, they are, because these people are not normal people. They don't care. They don't have a soul. They are heartless and they are all about power and control and money and them. 
they don't care one bit about the people that they are hurting and ruining and destroying and selling. So you're going to read the list and go, well, that is the weirdest thing. How would you do that? I'll give you one ex- uh, one example. They won't take traffic victims to the dentist. You're like, what? That's weird. Why won't you go to the dentist? Well, because what happens when you're at the dentist? I don't know about you, but my dentist seems to think that I can talk with my mouth full of uh, cotton and spit and all the tools. He sits there and he is two inches from my face and he talks the entire time. He can even understand my wackadoodle mumbling, right? So they won't take their victims to the dentist because they can't be in the room and they can't stop what the person is being is talking about. That's a big one. Uh, another one is that they show up with bizarre fetishes. What's a fetish? A fetish is you like things that normal society does not like in a sexual manner. Uh, it is just bizarre. But if you go up on Derek's TikTok page, and this is, uh, he would have um, Piper watch Bluey with him while he would be uh sexually abusing her and on his TikTok page he has a little I don't know what they call them videos I guess of him fantasizing about Bluey he has developed this fetish for himself with Bluey because it helps him remember what he did to his daughter with Bluey there so this is his fetish, right? Cartoons that help him remember his daughter. It's, it's these things that they're not going to show up in public with. But if you look at their lives, it shows up. I know it's been a lot of information in this podcast. and uh, But I'm hoping that, number one, this information helps you understand that these people are meticulous and methodical in breaking the law. They are good at it. They will tell you all of these things that you are listening and going, I mean, when they threatened the grandma and said, you cannot call or I will charge you with obstruction of justice and whatever charges else they claimed that they were going to give her, that's terrifying. Nobody wants to be charged with that. And how is she supposed to know that they can't? They can't charge you with obstruction of justice if you're not involved in any case. That's not how that works. So, They do love to threaten you and make it sound like they're right and you're wrong. I was threatened as he was, uh, the main guy was walking out my door. I told you this before. He said flat out, you will have, there will be charges pressed against you. Uh, Kept telling Lindsay in the car, I know, I know, and you're a liar and you're a liar. And and Lindsay's like, "Um, no, I am not the liar. You're the liar. And oh, he got mad about that. Um. They did not produce an arrest warrant. And when we called up the Utah County Sheriff to say we would like the paperwork that allowed them to enter our house and take Lindsay and Piper, uh, they told us that we had to do it with a grandma request. A grandma request 
is an official legal request for documentation from a government agency, usually done by media or lawyers for cases and stories. It's very rarely done by regular citizens just because you're curious. But if somebody arrests you, they have to show you their arrest warrant. You are not required to go through the chain of command, fill out a grammar request to get the warrant that allowed them to put you in jail. They have to show you before they put you in jail, and yet they wouldn't. And every time Time I kept saying, where is your paperwork? Where is your paperwork? They asked me where I got my law degree. And then they informed me that this had nothing to do with me, even though they had broken into my house and were violating my rights. This had nothing to do with me. Oh, yeah. Well, it has everything to do with me. And they didn't have the paperwork. The reason they are saying that we have to do a grammar request is because they didn't figure we'd call up and ask for the paperwork. So they are busy trying to to make paperwork look legit so that when we get it, it's like, see, we had all the legal authority to do this. I am hoping that this answered a lot of people's questions about how I can tell and how you can tell, but I'm also hoping that you can see every little step that they did that was not just a little illegal. This has been such a violation of our rights, and they did this for the sole purpose to sell a three-year-old girl into slavery. This girl is in danger. Please, please go up on my Common Sense Therapy page. Please look at the information. We have a case number with the National Traffic Hotline Agency. Call up, give them the case number, and tell them the information you have. You can call up DCFS in Provo, Utah, reference that case number, and give them the information you have. Spread these uh, posts that we have all over social media. Please, please help us save this girl. Please help us bring her home. Her mother is worried sick and we are dying. We miss her so much and she is the light of our life. Please help us bring her home.